close one what up duck fans i know if you are anything like me you're finally able to breathe hours after that game because that was nuts oh man i thought we lost it a couple of times there at the same time it's nice to have bonix because that was always in the back of my head is we've got a sure quarterback we got a quarterback that's feeling good even if everything's going crazy even if his O-line is messing up every <laughs> fourth snap. Uh, we got a quarterback that has been around the block a couple of times. And he was able to lead us for the win. Not only that, but actually there were some defensive plays. Key big defensive plays, namely turnovers, that gave this one to the Ducks. Uh, even though both sides of the ball for Oregon definitely struggled. But we won. That's the important part. We won. 38-30, to 30, we beat Texas Tech. Now, I've got my 12 uh, hot quakes here for the Texas Tech instant requaction, I guess is what we're calling this, because you just got to funnel in the quack into every single word, and I guess it's a pun. At this point, it seems too lazy. Number one, I'm sorry, duck fam, because I screwed us over. Because I was way too cocky. I was on quite a few Texas Tech podcasts being uh, interviewed. You know, they were asking me what the game was going to be like, in my opinion. And I was saying it was going to be a blowout for the Ducks. That they were going to quiet that stadium real quick. Didn't happen. In fact, here's a tweet that I did beforehand. Luckily, it wasn't all that liked, as you can see. Um, At Quack 12 Podcast, by the way. You should be following us already. But Oregon 42, Texas Texas Tech 17. That was my prediction. Ooh, boy, I was wrong. So forgive me on that one because maybe this would have been in a different universe with different karma. This wouldn't have been a blowout. But because I did what my dumbass did, it was a much closer game than many of us expected. Number two, Camden Lewis. Let's just, let's just start with a positive note. It's so nice to have a kicker that can hit the things that should be sure, even for a college kicker. You know what I mean? Like, not, nothing should be taken for granted when we're talking about kicking in college. So, absolutely, it is nice to have Camden Lewis, who's hitting three for three, 100%, just so you know, 34-yard long but, hey, who cares? He had every point after, too, that matters. If we would have kicked it in that third quarter instead of going for it on fourth down, I bet he would have gotten that, too. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Camden Lewis, just just stand up and take a bow because wonderful job. I, I was sweating a little bit, but overall, I had faith in you. Number three, Tyler Shuck, the former Duck. Overall, did he have more of a good or a bad day? That is the question. Did he have more of a good or a bad day? Well, probably safe to say bad since he lost the game. Um, And this was a very familiar Tyler Shuck to a lot of us Duck fans. Personally, I I would say that. You know, where he looks very competent in some moments where you can see why he was so highly rated coming in, you know, as a young prospect, 
why there's so much potential uh, despite the injury. You know, he looked pretty healthy for this one. He definitely looked healthy when he was ripping off those huge runs early on. And that has got to put fear into an Oregon Duck fan's heart because there's a lot of mobile QBs. Not even necessarily, you know, like like um, truly mobile like a Caleb Williams or something like that, but even QBs that are willing to pick up the yards if you give it to them. And we certainly gave him quite a few yards, definitely early on. I mean, he had that long 58-yard run that eventually resulted in the touchdown. Um, but overall, 23 carries for 101 yards. Some of that was late, but still, I mean, this game was always competitive. So that is that is rough. We can't really be having in that, uh, especially when we get into Pac-12 play. People will burn us. That will be an option. Uh, but overall, Tyler Shuck, yeah, 24 of 40, 282 yards, three touchdowns. Hey, that's good. Three interceptions. That's why he lost the game. Um, so, hey, good on that. Speaking of interceptions, speaking of being hot and cold, Kyrie Jackson, the transfer from Alabama, he didn't get much playing time there, but uh, he did get some playing time there, even in a playoff game. And uh, now he's over here. Now he's a cornerback. He is. He needs to be a positive on our roster and overall I would say he was overall in that positive in this game and that's saying much because he definitely uh, saying a lot because he definitely had some negative moments I mean you can't forget that strange pass interference where it, he definitely wasn't looking at where the ball was he must have thought the ball was just about to land in the receiver's hands or something because he went all out took him out could have been us stopping them most likely they were in a pretty bad situation instead that drive continues um and then there was also that late hit on shuck that ended up being i, I think they called it an unsportsmanlike one of our many many penalties i remember that moment that that was another rough one but there was also a lot of really good energy there's a lot of shutting them down um, on that, there was a third and short play that I remember was pretty crucial that he came up for the tackle. And then there's, of course, I mean, there was that bad punt that we had. And it things looked to be pretty bad uh, pr going in the wrong direction. We were down by two points. Suddenly, Kyrie Jackson gets a pick. So, I, and I think he's... He is definitely a good cal he's definitely a good temperature of what the whole secondary kind of felt like this game there's some good moments there's some good talent and then there's a few moments where you messed up or you let them get the best of you and it allowed them to fight for some more points which credit to them they were ready to fight that crowd was lit they were ready now let's go for the the next number here number five second and short number five second and short the reason why I wanted to point this out is because this it felt like Oregon could have really cemented like taken over the game this was uh of course in the third quarter we were moving the ball pretty well. There was a nine-yard run from Bo Nix, which we did not run Bo Nix very much in this at all. It doesn't seem like that's really something we want in the game plan all that much. Probably because we're afraid what happens if we were to get hurt. 
kind of like that 2019 season under Cristobal. It feels like it feels like there's a bit of that. But on second and one, which was established because of that nine yard run from Knicks, we hand the ball off to Noah Whittington twice, and twice he gets no gain. Because credit to Texas Tech, they did really push around our O line. Uh, we were not as tough of them for most of the night, honestly. Especially not where it really counts in the trenches. We were not as tough as them. And Noah Whittington, seven carries for 21 yards. Those two stuffs were really tough. And then on fourth and one, it was it was kind of funny because the camera was, I don't know, focusing on something else, the crowd or Duck getting ready for a push-up or something. And then it cuts to Oregon's about to do a fourth and one. They go for the QB push, and there is no push. He gets a nothing. This thing was dead in the water. It was pretty disheartening. Uh, yeah, that was a rough one. And it it was totally within field goal range. Cameron Lewis could have had a fourth one. And the whole time, the, in the third and the fourth quarter, I'm sure not just me, all of you were thinking out there like, that field goal would have been pretty nice right now. <laughs> Definitely would have been nice to be tied with them or have a one-point lead as opposed to, um, yeah, this climactic finish, which actually is a pretty good transition to number six. O-line got bullied and embarrassed. Now, by bullied, I mean Texas Tech for much of this game was just not so much pass rush. They weren't really getting a bonix. They were making the clock go a little bit faster for him. They weren't making anything easier. That's why we weren't just doing bombs this whole game. But they, in the run game, they had an excellent rush defense. Oh, my goodness. They really shut that down, as you can see, by our two running backs. Barely getting anything outside of uh, short touchdowns. Um... Bucky Irving, 11 carries for 38 yards, one touchdown, nine yard long. Noah Whittington, seven carries for 21 yards, so pretty rough outings. And then four carries for eight yards for Jordan James. And Bo Nix, uh, he almost got 50, he got 46 yards, no, no rushing touchdowns. So they did a great job of just selling out to stop the run because they wanted Bo Nix to hopefully maybe get a little bit frazzled. He didn't turn over the ball once, which is pretty amazing. Um, but not only was this O-line bullied, as I said, in the run game, but they were embarrassed because four, out of the 14 pennies, penalties, many of them were the O-lines. I mean, we had offensive holding. We had like three false starts. No, four false starts, something like that. Three of those <laughs> from the same person, which is... Awfully rough when it's your left tackle. <laughs> uh, Josh Connerly did have a good game, but three of those really did not help us out. And you, there were many of them in the drives that would result in either us going three and out or having to punt or just being in a bad, bad spot. So, yeah, that's something we have to clean up, obviously, especially when we're on the road. Because we're going to be in just as tough or tougher environments coming up. Number seven, turnover battle for the win. That is right. 
because the turnover battles where it really happened, and when we needed it most, Ducks stepped up. Obviously, the most exciting one is the 45-yard pick six from Jeffrey Bassa, which was very fun to watch. It was very reminiscent of Mace Funa against Washington State. Am I wrong? Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Felt just like that moment. Brian Addison got that last Hail Mary at the two-yard line. But, I mean, hey, he got it. (laughs) That's a good one. And then uh, Kyrie Jackson, as we said, picked up that one uh, or picked him off when we were down by two and they could have easily added to it and suddenly Shuck got a little shook and we were able to get that ball in a crucial time. And then Jamal Hill rocked Tyler Shuck. Again, deep in our territory, which allowed for a uh, for us to recover that bad boy. Brandon Dorless. Hell yeah, Brandon Dorless. Brandon Dorless, pretty great game overall. Honestly, pretty great game. You know who also had a great game? Jeffrey Bassa. He showed up. Nine tackles, eight solo, one tackle for a loss. Most important, one touchdown. And it really goes to show, because kind of us transitioning from Noah Sewell types. I mean, Jeffrey Bassa played linebacker for all uh, last season, but we're really transitioning to players more like a Jeffrey Vasa than a Noah Sewell. And we got a bit of proof of concept for this because even though they were having a lot of success, a lot of it was running through Tyler Shuck. Otherwise, their run game wasn't very effective most of the time. And their passing game... mm, we definitely got embarrassed a couple of times, but um, overall, maybe I would still say it's improved from last season. And uh, so, I mean, Jeffrey Bossa, I give him a game ball. Him and Camden Lewis can split it down the middle. Uh, penalties have to stop. We already talked about it, but it is bonkers. Kyrie Jackson had a couple. Um, offensive line had a ton. There was that illegal formation, I do believe. As well, uh, there was the delay of game, but I don't know. That may have just been realigning to help Camden Lewis out. That's what I'm willing to say. We had those illegal substitutions. A little too slow there. Um, mainly, it has to be the offensive line. It's, it's just got to get more in tune with itself, with nature, with the Oregon Duck way. Turning into Bill Walton here. <sighs> That is right. Maybe Aleek Terry, too, can can really sharpen that unit. We got, we're got we going against Hawaii. That's that's an excellent place to try to do it. Uh, speaking of which, I don't have a number for this, but O-line didn't have their best game, but the D-line actually did have a pretty rocking game, especially when we were talking about not getting much pressure coming into the season against Portland State, even though it's Portland State. We had no sacks, you know. Uh, this this time four sacks, baby, and five tackles for a loss, and th- those were all crucial. Number ten, Bo Nix, our Lord and Savior. You are our Sky Zaddy. We love you so much, Bo. Never leave us. Thirty-two of forty-four, three hundred fifty-nine yards for and two touchdowns, but some crucial touchdowns there, and managed the game very well. Only a few mistakes here and there, 
but avoided pressure like crazy, which is something the offensive line did great. They were great in pass protection. And in the few times when it did break down, he was able to scramble away and use his legs very effectively. So, hey, baby. And again, just a calm, cool, collected presence. And it was wonderful. I love you. Bo Nix never leave. Number 11, survive, advance, and laugh it off. Because, Tuck fans, this is still a good team. We're still in year two, Coach Dan Lanning. Obviously, I mean, me, as I said, I was hyping this up like freaking crazy. I said on Twitter we were going to win 42-17 to because I'm an idiot. And that's where people go to do idiotic things Twitter or X or whatever you call it but in the end we won this game we survived now let's just advance not only that but we made a bunch of opposing fan bases uh, one opposing fan base very sad in their hometown and that always makes me laugh a little bit when you see the people with painted faces and now they gotta go home and you know wash it off sadly except for the parts that their tears have already washed off that's very fun for me when it's not a duck fan all right so just remember to have a good time we got a great quarterback we do have an improving defense because even though i was talking so much crap on texas tech specifically after they lost to wyoming obviously but just in general to their fan base and to anyone who would listen they actually were a pretty good team, especially at home. This is the part where, you know, I backtrack and now I'm saying they're a great team. But for real, uh, they really gave it to us. They really went all out. Their fan base was diehard for this whole thing. And that was a tough environment and we survived. Now let's take care of Hawaii. Let's take care of... Colorado, that'll be nuts. So let's just take care of our own mindset getting into this because there's so much hype. Gonna be so much hype. I don't think it'll be game day because I believe Notre Dame and Ohio State play that week, but could be. With Coach Prime, anything's possible. Number 12, the final bit here. The bottom 11. Let's talk about how the other Pac-12 teams are doing at this very moment. Um, You know, a lot of these games I missed a whole lot of because I was watching Oregon. I only got one screen when Oregon's playing. Um, and as of right now, I'll timestamp myself here. So going into the halftime, Arizona State leads 50, 15 to 10 against Oklahoma State. Did not see that coming. I thought they were going to get blown out for sure, but I'm wrong about everything. Auburn, California, 10 to 7. California leads. That is wonderful. I hate Auburn. I bet a lot of you feel the same. And I think it's funny when they lose. Stanford, USC, another example of me being terribly wrong. I I knew Stanford was going to lose, basically, you know. I thought it'd be fun if I picked them. But uh, in my heart of hearts, I knew they were going to lose. But holy cow, 49-3? to At the half, I did not see that coming. USC is horrifying. We've got to get better on defense. Because, oh my god, they are going to have a field day otherwise. But let's think about that later. Um, Washington State pulled it out, 31-22. to We may have another, another 
ranked Pac-12 team. Arizona, it's amazing that they rallied back and were able to get to overtime, but they do end up losing to Mississippi State. But, again, they rallied back. Uh, This is an SEC team, you know, supposedly the best conference. UCLA made short work San Diego State 35-10, as did Oregon State. Holy cow, they are also very scary. 55-7, Washington unfortunately demolished Tulsa 43-10. Baylor and Utah, this game was hideous. This game was ugly, but Utah won with its backup quarterbacks. Nate Johnson, he's, he's the dude now. There's no reason... Oh my god, Bryson Barnes. Very fun story, but uh, more of a pig farmer than a starting quarterback. Yeah, that was rough. But again, just like us, it was hideous, it was ugly, made me feel bad at times, but we won. Get the W. And then Colorado embarrassed Nebraska, but Nebraska also did a lot of embarrassing of itself, just like Florida did against Utah in week one. So we'll see what, what we learn there. Hopefully they're a paper buffalo, because I'm starting to get a little bit more afraid of Deion Sanders and the hype. It seems like it may be real. Friends, this has been absolute blast. I'm going to kiss the duck again. Go Ducks. Bye.